Good morning. My name is Scott Young from Optics Engineering. And of course, uh, with me, I have Sean Sturby, our Technical Services Manager. Good morning, Sean. Good morning, Scott. And this is another edition of the Optrix Insider. Our three topics today are deep fake light. We'll talk about deep fake with Anthony Bourdain, Microsoft Prince Nightmare Summer of Sam, and we have a cassette update. Let's talk, start off with the deep fake light. Okay, so deep fake is the idea that with a computer and artificial in intelligence that you can do an analysis of somebody's video and then can, by using that, create something that didn't exist originally. So you can you know, take a, and we've seen various examples of it, a bunch of movie trailers where the primary actor is replaced with somebody else as the primary actor. And some of them are pretty good. Some of them are, are so, so you can tell that there's a discontinuity here. So that's deep fake, the full version where some person, some actor is completely replaced by a fake version, a computer generated version. So deep fake light in this uh, situation, there was a documentary about the uh, late, uh, what was he? Anthony, Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, the late Anthony Bourdain. Uh, Celebrity chef, has a lot yeah. of TV shows. Right. So the, the filmmaker that was doing this documentary said that as he was putting the documentary together, there were things that Anthony Bourdain had put down in writing, specifically some emails, that there was no recording. This is something that he did actually uh, put down. This is Anthony Bourdain's own words, but he wanted to do a voiceover where, as you're looking at the words, you hear Anthony's voice. But of course, no recording existed of, of that. So the filmmaker, Morgan Neville, went and took a couple of dozen hours of the voice of Anthony Bourdain, gave it to a computer company, a software company, and then used that to create a model of Anthony's voice. They use that model then to read aloud or to narrate what Anthony had said in his email. So it's Anthony's own thoughts, but now in a simulation of his own voice. The filmmaker revealed this, that he did this for three different things. So somewhere in this uh, hour, and, hour and a little long uh, video documentary, Anthony Bourdain's simulation voice is saying things that Anthony originally had written down. So there's a whole bunch of ethical questions around that. Um, deep fake of the vast, well, there's two uses for deep fakes, the, the full video version, right? We have seen examples even in uh, Star Wars where at the uh, end of one particular episode of The Mountain DeLorean, we've got a de-aged version of Luke Skywalker. That was done using video editing and, and a very similar functionality or feature. The other use of deep fakes is to put some person's, uh, some uh, quite often political or famous person's face in a compromising situation, trying to discredit them. So at this point, 
what can we say about using computer-generated voice to make somebody read aloud something that they had previously only put down on paper? Yeah, it's definitely a slippery slope, especially if, uh, well, in the court of public opinion where, where they can use that to sway votes or just discredit somebody. Um, and, and even if you know you didn't say it, whatever it is that makes you uh, look bad, um, and you can say, look, that wasn't me, that was a deep fake. Uh, at that point, your reputation could be tarnished and, uh, you know, already. Mm-hmm. already. So, uh, although I guess the slippery slope certainly is with that, but then it's like fake news. What is, is the news fake? Is it true? Is it conspiracy? Is it fact? Who knows? It, it, it just muddies the water, creates a lot of noise, and you just, it, it creates a medium which you can't necessarily trust. Mm-hmm. Um, and and on, I could see with the AI and, and techniques just are going to get better and better. And, and so it's definitely going to be a blurry line with, between, did you say it? Did you not say it? And then you go, well, I don't know, say it. If I said it, I think in th- in this case it's interesting because it, it was used in in a way that well Anthony Bourdain said it or did, sorry wrote it. Um, it's his thoughts. It's his, it's his thoughts. So I don't know that there's any harm done in this case, but it, it does underscore a technology that can certainly be misused and has has no doubt already been misused. Yeah, and the other is that we are now able to create completely synthetic and artificial personas. So you, with uh, motion capture, we saw that in the Lord of the Rings where Smeagol, you know, there was a human who walked around and did all of the acting, but the character that was on film did not look anything like the actor. Mm-hmm. Now they're doing the same thing with virtual newspeople. Oh, really? Yeah. So, you know, it used to be that, you know, you would have a, a particular news reporter, the, the uh, person that's portraying the news and giving it to you. That person got a reputation. Well, now we have a completely computer generated avatar, for want of a better term, that is now becoming that trusted portrayer of the news you know for some reason it said it uh, the thought that popped in my head is that it all started with max headroom do you remember max headroom (laughs) he's making a comeback actually oh is he i didn't see that that's interesting anything else on the deep fake light it's going to be interesting over the next year or two to see how things like this shape out or shake out yeah and i'm gonna say if you're watching this i'd love to to leave, for you to leave a comment in the comment section on what you how you feel about deep fakes do you have any good examples of deep fakes uh leave them in the comments or, or even if you have a, a strong opinion one way or the other that'd be interesting to hear okay let's move on to the microsoft print nightmare more summer of sam yeah so we've talked about print nightmare before then that's a, a problem where end users are able to install print drivers without needing administrative access. And malicious actors can create a print driver that then can, because the print spooler is running under the service account, take over your computer. Well, 
that started and opened up a whole can of worms as people started looking around and saying, oh, what other things have been happening? So uh, Microsoft has come out with another print spooler vulnerability, uh, CVE 2021-34481, and it is a uh, elevation of privilege. So somebody who is logged onto the computer can use this problem with the print spooler service again to go from a user account to an admin level account only on that computer. But uh, if they have access to corporate resources, then that could be leveraged to give them access elsewhere. And then Summer of SAM, a third vulnerability that people were poking around. So the SAM or uh, security account manager is the place where the various security uh, principles are saved. It's part of the registry built deep into Windows and they're calling it instead of print nightmare, hive nightmare, because these are, uh, the industry term is that they're a, a hive. So what they have found is that the, the section of the Windows comp uh, registry that maintains the security information, i.e. a encrypted and hashed version of your user account and password has incorrect permissions. And so if you ha have access to the computer, they've already provided a proof of concept around this. It gives a person on the computer full access to all of the other accounts on the computer. Uh, as long as you have had at least one uh, uh, backup taken of that system using the uh, snapshot capability of Windows. Incorrect permissions. And apparently it's been around since at least uh, Windows version 1808 or Windows 10. So uh, Microsoft's uh, recommendation, change the permission on this so that the user group, everyone does not have read and execute access to that particular file and delete all of these snapshots. You can of course create a new one immediately after, but so that's actually three different problems. Print nightmare, hive nightmare, also called summer of Sam and a print spooler escalation of privilege vulnerability. You know, it just blows my mind that I, like I understand you create this this operating system and then you, you, you kind of have to let it go to the wild and then people are just trying to hack all these vulnerabilities. And it seems like endless mm -hmm. <laughs> vulnerabilities. Ay, ay, ay. Okay, let's finish off with the Kaseya update. We talked about this a week or so ago and, that, and just to perhaps do a quick recap and then give us the update. Kaseas had a vulnerability in their uh, VSA software that uh, is used to for managed service providers to manage clients. Right. So this is basically the keys to the kingdom. You know, if you want to be a managed service provider and manage literally hundreds, if not thousands of computers for hundreds or thousands of clients, you need a way to automate that. And Kaseas VSA was one thing that did that. Well, there was a vulnerability and the Revil ransomware gang was able to take advantage of that to encrypt uh, approximately 1,500 organizations. 
Well, uh, at that point, the Revil ransomware gang said, hey, you got $70 million, we'll give you a universal decryption key. Well, the update is that Kaseya has somehow from a trusted third party obtained that universal decryptor key. It's also interesting to note that the Revil ransomware gang, uh, their web presence disappeared a couple of days after they uh, found out that uh, the FBI and a bunch of other US government agencies were actively investigating them. So thankfully the universal decryptor key does seem to be valid in this case. Uh, MC Software has validated it and Kaseya is making this universal decryptor key available to all of their clients that have been hit by this. Now, probably they have already restored from backups and are rebuilding their systems, but if they haven't, or in the case where backups have not been properly taken or not everything has been backed up, thankfully the this in this one particular case, the universal decryptor key for this ransomware does seem to be working. And nobody has said if whether or not any money has exchanged hands for this at this point. Yeah, you know, I, I have in the back of my head uh, images of a future movie where they track down the hackers and then soldiers all dressed in black, faces covered, come flying in through the windows, like from repel windows and mm-hmm. take out, <laughs> take the, take them out. I think when, when it comes to hacker groups, perhaps it's one of those, well, you, uh, you took on the wrong, took on the wrong client who knows people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe they sent in Liam Neeson from Taken. Who knows? Maybe. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> No, it's never dull, is it? Anything else you wanted to share before we do a quick recap? No, that's everything for this week. Okay, so thank you, Sean. Just to recap, we talked about three topics. The first one being deep fake light, the ethics around using an AI-generated voice of Anthony Bourdain, who was just talking about his own words. Uh, Microsoft Print Nightmare continues with the summer of Sam. And of course we had the Casilla update. Sounds like they made some headway there. Yes. Very All good. right. Good. Thank you, Sean. As always, if you enjoyed today's episode, please share, like, and subscribe and leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great week. We'll see you again. Bye for now.